The 4th of July just passed and we're finally settling into the summer season. And it's one of my favorite times of the year because it means warmer temps, more three-day weekends, and sneaking in a little vacation before Labor Day. But like Queen Bee said, if you say you outside but you ain't that outside, you're probably trying to figure out what to watch while you're avoiding crowds and cancel flights. You know, since you've probably just finished binging the second half of Stranger Things. It is over. Now I just want you to watch. Stranger Things is one of the few good things left at Netflix, and they are milking it. Elsewhere in the company, things are not looking so great. Just a few weeks ago, the streaming giant fired 300 people. And that wasn't their first round of layoffs in the last year. And even though Stranger Things is good, there aren't enough ragtag teams of teens, demogorgons, or Vecnas in the world to save Netflix at this point. Welcome to Pop Cultured. I'm Bridget Armstrong. We talk a lot about TV and movies on this show, so we decided to do something extra special. Today, we're giving you our ultimate TV and movie guide. Whether you need something bingeable to get you through the heat or a long layover, or if you're trying to figure out what theater to hit up in real life, or if you feel like you've watched the whole internet and you're desperate for something new, anything, we've got you covered. So get ready to take notes, or not, because we got everything you need in the episode notes. To help us come up with our summer watch list, we phoned some friends. Because in this line of work, we talk to a lot of people who have great taste and log a lot of streaming hours. Some of them are professional critics you've heard here before. I'm Bethany Butler. I cover pop culture for The Washington Post. My name is Lakshmi Gandhi, and I'm a freelance entertainment journalist. And some of them are our colleagues who might as well be professional critics. I'm Cameron McNair, and I'm a finance writer at The Skim. My name is Kristen Lindell McMeans, and I'm the loyalty program manager here at The Skim. My name is Nina. I'm Michelle. My name is Rachel. My name is Alicia Key. I'm Andrew Calloway, senior audio engineer at The Skim. And let me tell you, after talking to them, my watch list has never been so long. So first up, the bingeable watches you can stream right now. Our criteria here, it's got to suck you in or comfort you. and It's got to make the hours fly by. And we need there to be a lot of episodes already out there, ready and waiting. Reporter Lakshmi Gandhi's first pick is all about summer escapism. So the summer I turned pretty combines all of the ingredients of a guaranteed summer hit. There's an awkward teen girl who isn't taken seriously by her family. There's a hardworking mom at a crossroads. And for reasons that don't really make sense, there's a tradition this family has that they spend each summer at this absolutely fabulous mansion on the beach that happens to be owned by the mom's best friend. My family spends every summer in Cousins Beach with my mom's best friend and her two sons. They've always seen me as a little kid. But this summer... See you guys later. It's different. Damn. You look hot. There's also like an old-timey debutante ball. Again, doesn't really make sense. But there is a lot of dresses, a lot of like etiquette. It's fun. So the breakthrough star of the show is the actress Lola Tung, who is absolutely amazing as the main character, Belly. There's something for mature audiences, too. I also appreciate that a lot of these shows are like, they're geared towards teens, but they're also really working towards like making the parents seem super well-rounded and relatable and complicated. 
And Jackie Chung, who plays Lola's mother, is amazing, especially when it comes to the scenes where she's discussing being divorced. And there's a lot of like career struggles that I feel like the older viewers will just relate to a lot of that. Lakshmi also called out a series we've mentioned before on the show, Miss Marvel. Despite some racist and Islamophobic Marvel fans trying to take its score on Rotten Tomatoes, the series has come out on top, and reports say Disney Plus is seeing record diversity in the audiences tuning in as well. Miss Marvel is a Pakistani Muslim girl from New Jersey, and it just feels fresh and real, and you can tell the actors and the producers, they really seem to try hard to get the cultural nuances right, especially when it comes to depicting an immigrant family from South Asia. So it just feels really cool. And I am kind of jealous of the little South Asian kids who can watch this show and see like a superhero that looks like them. If you're looking for more action, the Washington Post Bethany Butler has a Netflix series for you. I'm really into Money Heist Korea, which is sort of a crossover of the original Money Heist, also known as La Casa de Papel. And so the first money heist took place in Spain, and the story is really the same. Hello there. I'm an inspector with the Gyeonggi Police Agency. I'm Sun Woo Jin. How are you? I can't say I'm fine. You know how everything got out of hand. There's this enigmatic character known as the Professor, and he recruits a group of highly skilled criminals to pull off a heist at the National Mint. Money Heist Korea is exactly the same plot, same characters, but it's very culturally specific to Korea. So even though the plot and the characters are the same, the show's theme of inequality is seen through a different perspective. And this series takes place in a near future where North Korea and South Korea are on the brink of reunification. And that sort of further complicates the authorities' efforts to figure out who these criminals are and what they want. And if you're looking for a dark comedy with a bit of mystery, Bethany's also got you. I'm really looking forward to the second season of Only Murders in the Building. It's on Hulu. And the show follows three true crime-obsessed New Yorkers who bond over their love of a true crime podcast. And it's Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin, which is an ensemble I don't think anyone ever saw coming, but it really works. We're going to go down there and look around for clues. Do you want to come? Do I want to break into a dead guy's apartment and go through all his sh**? Sounds like an afternoon. And basically, in the first season, they team up. There's a grisly murder in their apartment building, and they team up to investigate that, and they start their own podcast. And I won't spoil anything, but the first season ended on a cliffhanger. And so season two is all about unpacking that cliffhanger, and I'm really excited about it. all about a comfort binge. And for me, that looks like Love Island. And I know I'm not alone in this. The show has quickly become this summer's guilty pleasure. Love Island comes on every day for eight weeks straight, making it the perfect binge. And no need to download a VPN to watch the UK show. Hulu's got you covered. So Trashy Reality is my comfort binge, but my fellow skimmers came through with a bunch of sweet and funny recommendations we all need right now. Here's social media producer Rachel Levin. If you need a show that feels like a warm hug or a cozy blanket, please watch Heartstopper on Netflix. It's based on the graphic novel by Alice Oseman, and it's about two teenage high schoolers who kindle an unlikely friendship and later young love. It is just so wholesome and lovely. 
It's also beyond refreshing to see such a celebration of young queer love, as opposed to queer trauma, which, if you know you know, is a big trope in media. It also does such a great job representing different sexualities and gender identities. And with anti-LGBTQ plus legislation on the rise, it comes at a really good time. Just go watch it. Audio engineer Andrew Calloway has something light and short for you. My long weekend slash airport binge recommendation is a show called Joe Para Talks With You. It's on HBO Max. It's kind of like Mr. Rogers, but fictional and a comedy and for adults. It's just this very sweet, awkward, wholesome man describing things and talking about things that he's passionate about, like minerals and bean arches and diner breakfasts. What the hell is it even about? Well, uh, uh, helping your friend pick out a retirement chair, boiling pierogies for your girlfriend when she comes home drunk after wine night, the things Midwesterners keep in their second fridges, and uh, how to pick out the perfect DVD for your choir class. Episodes are around 11 minutes or so. You can just do one, like, before work, or you can, you know, watch a ton of them. This show is a beautiful, comforting thing for trying times. Cameron McNair says if you want to laugh, I recommend I Love That For You on Showtime. It's a hysterical show that follows Vanessa Bayer as a young woman who survived cancer as a child. And then as an adult, she lands her dream job as a salesperson on a home shopping network kind of channel. Chaos ensues. It's a little bit Devil Wears Prada where you have this mean boss and then you have this bubbly main character, you know, Vanessa Bayer just trying to get by. And then also, if you loved Matt Rogers in Fire Island, he's in the show and he's really great and really funny. It's campy. It's it's everything. Our producer, Alicia Key, also had another fun recommendation she'll be binging while traveling. It's called The Upshaws and it's on Netflix. It's about a couple, their family, and the trials and tribulations of making all of that work. It stars Kim Fields, Mike Epps, and Wanda Sykes. And it's giving 90s Black sitcom vibes. It's light. It's a comedy. Season two just came out. And I'm definitely going to be binging it on my upcoming flight. Unfortunately, Alicia is still stuck in line at JFK. But hey, at least she has something good to binge. Now, I don't know about you, but going to the movie theater just hasn't been the same since the pandemic. And if I'm going to go see a film in real life, it has to be good, good. So what's really going to be worth it? Like get in your car, drive, spend $18 on a ticket and buy a big popcorn worth it. Here's Bethany. Listen, I have not seen a movie in the theater since Spider-Man No Way Home, but I am going to make it out to see... Nope, starring Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, and Steven Yoon. And it's, of course, Jordan Peele. I'm not even sure exactly what this movie's about. I've seen the trailer, and it's just one of those sort of mysterious events are happening, and you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Nope, nope, nope. 
Nope is basically what every Black person says when they're watching a horror film. So I'm just excited to see what Jordan Peele's twisted mind has come up with this time. I cannot wait for this movie. But if horror and thriller isn't your vibe, maybe a Regency romance is more your style. Lakshmi has her eye on a summer flick that she thinks was made for fans of Bridgerton. Out on July 1st is the Frida Pinto movie, Mr. Malcolm's List. It almost feels like a sequel to Bridgerton, even though like the production has nothing to do with Bridgerton. So it's a historical film that's filled with people of color. Chope Dersu plays Mr. Malcolm. He's a very exacting bachelor in Regency England with a long list of standards. Frida Pinto plays like the sweet young woman from the country who's thrown into his path by a childhood friend who doesn't have the best intentions. I would love for Mr. Malcolm to receive the comeuppance he deserves. Plus, it could be rather fun. If we present you as the perfect woman, then he discovers he does not meet the requirements on your list. That would be a perfect sort of poetic justice. So this is a pretty classic and predictable plot, but it hits all the right notes and both Pinto and Dearsu are just fantastic. Sometimes there's a movie that's just crushing it at the box office, and you're like, is it really that good, though? But so many of my coworkers agreed on this one. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Here's Kristen Lindell. Treat yourself to tickets for the new Top Gun Maverick movie. I don't usually see movies twice in theaters, but have for this and have loved it each time. It's got action and drama. Love, great music. It really does live up to all the hype. And it's the best movie, honestly, that I've seen in a long, long time. Plus, seeing it on the big screen and having the experience of the jet engines firing up is awesome and very much worth the trip. Definitely recommend. If biopics are your thing, here's a movie that's stirring up some critics. Cameron again. I am also excited to see the new Elvis movie. I love Baz Luhrmann. I was such a huge fan of Moulin Rouge growing up. So I am excited. The soundtrack is already making its way to my playlist. I'm really excited to see that. Another go see it in person pick that came up is the strange, sweet stop motion animation movie, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. If you're like, I thought that was a YouTube video. It was. So I'm making like a little documentary. It's like it's a like, movie, but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No. But after this little character that actor Jenny Slate created went viral, she got a movie deal. Here's skimmer Nina Moll. I've been quoting Marcel the Shell since I can remember and was really taken aback when I saw the trailer come out earlier this year. I'm also a huge fan of Jenny Slate, a.k.a. Marcel. And finally, the theater wreck that it seemed like everybody had. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes, it is still playing on some big screens. If you don't know, it's a sci-fi action adventure that stars Michelle Yeoh and deals with mental health and intergenerational trauma and other dimensions. I can't talk about that movie enough. 
how crazy it was to experience it in the theater. It's a movie I really can't describe. You feel every single emotion. You leave kind of thinking about your life in a crazy way. I left really speechless. If you're like somewhere where you can get like a drive-in situation going, it's a great movie for that. So much fun, so entertaining, great to go in with no expectations. Okay, so maybe you're like, great, yes, seen it, got my tickets already, what else? Don't worry. The streaming wars means your TV options are basically a bottomless pit. And there's so much good stuff out there. We asked everybody to dig deep and tell us, what are the hidden gems that people need to bump to the top of their queue this summer? I guarantee we're about to mention at least one show or movie you've never seen. Bethany's suggestions? Go overseas. I'd recommend, and this is on Netflix, it's called Savage Beauty. It's a South African series about a woman who infiltrates a wealthy family-run company in an effort to avenge her sister's death. And Netflix has had several South African shows that I really like. Blood and Water is another one. Really high production value. And Savage Beauty speaks to colorism and inequality, and it showcases the beauty and diversity of South Africa. So definitely worth checking out. And if you're into documentaries, Lakshmi has a doc that's very timely, especially after the Supreme Court's recent decision. My hidden gem of a film is kind of the opposite of the escapist summer picks that I've mentioned earlier. The documentary The Genes is currently streaming on HBO Max, and it's about the Gene Collective. It was a collective of women who provided abortion care in Chicago in the days before Roe versus Wade. I hate that it's so relevant, and I know a lot of us hate that it's so relevant, but I think it's a must-watch just to see, like, where we were and where we're going and where we can go from here. Staying with the news, but you know, a little lighter. The Skims Cameron has a late night talk show that I am also a big fan of. A show I think is getting overlooked is Z-Way on Showtime. She is just breaking barriers for late night television, but she's also just created such an inventive and fun, glamorous, aesthetically pleasing show to watch. My guest today is a legend, and I've idolized her since she said yes to this interview. Please welcome Fran Leibowitz. I'm honored that you, you're doing the show, but my question is, why did you agree to this? Do you know who I am? I don't have the slightest idea who you are. Someone uh, who worked for you was incredibly persistent, mm. incredibly persistent to the point where this just seemed easier. So shout out to the persistence of women of color, really. Yes, or any persistence. She has some really huge stars on this season. Emily Ratajkowski makes an appearance. And if you love Z-Way's Instagram series during the pandemic, you have to, have to, have to get on with her late night show. It's so great. My hidden gem is The Man Who Fell to Earth on Showtime. The show was a remake of the original movie, and it stars Chiwetel Ejiofor and Naomi Harris. Ejiofor's character is this alien from outer space who's sent to Earth to complete a mission. Along the way, his mission becomes learning how to be human. The show is weird and sad and funny, and Chiwetel Ejiofor is killing it. Definitely 10 out of 10 would recommend. Here's The Skims' Michelle Simon with a pick you can binge on HBO Max. 
An overlooked show that I think is totally worth watching is Barry on HBO. Season three just ended a few weeks ago. It stars Bill Hader as a hitman trying to start over as an actor in LA. At times, it can be a very dark and gruesome crime drama, but it also has so much showbiz satire and does an incredible job poking fun at Hollywood. The show is so well acted and also stars Henry Winkler, aka The Fonz, who gives a truly remarkable performance. The latest season was really tragic and horrifying, but also very darkly amusing. The Skims' Rachel Klein has something that leans much lighter. One TV show I am so excited for this summer is What We Do in the Shadows. The newest season is coming out this month, and I think it's just such an overlooked gem that more people need to watch. We moved here from Europe about 200 years ago because there was a lot of prejudice against vampires at that time. They didn't like the color of our skin. Or the fact that we killed an eight people. Probably more that. It's funny, it's quirky, and it's just a little bit of escapism, which I feel like we all need right now. So if you have not watched it, definitely check it out. Alicia also has a show she's looking forward to. The show I'm most looking forward to isn't a binge, but it should definitely be on your radar. It's called Everything is Trash. It's coming to Freeform soon. And Phoebe Robinson is starring and executive producing the series. It's based off of her book of the same name and Robinson basically described it as her Black girl Carrie Bradshaw fantasy. And I'm so here for that story as a Black woman living in New York City. This one is going to be all about a podcaster basically figuring out her messy life in the city. And if you're looking for a TV miniseries and movie combo, Andrew has just the thing. The best thing that no one is watching or talking about is a show on HBO Max called Irma Vep. Irma Vep is about the making of a miniseries that's a remake of a silent film. But it is also, in and of itself, this actual French director remaking a movie that he made in the 90s called Irma Vep that stars Maggie Chung. And that film is great in and of itself as well. I heard it's a remake of a French silent film. The Vampires. Uh, it was shot by Louis Fiat in 1916, and I'll be Irma Vep. She's uh, like the evil muse of a criminal gang. Rene Vidal is directing. It's also on HBO Max, coincidentally. There's heartbreak and mental health stuff, but also it's very charming. It's very cynical. It's kind of got it all. Okay, so that should be enough to keep you covered all summer and maybe into the fall. Happy watching, everybody. Happy watching. Bye. Happy viewing. That's it for us today. Take a look at those show notes for all the details on this summer watch list. This is Alicia Key, producer of Pop Culture, signing off. Bridget Armstrong is the show's host and senior producer. Andrew Calloway is our senior engineer. He had help this week from Ellie McAfee-Hahn. Graylin Brashear is the senior director of audio for The Skim. 
Also, a big thanks to our colleagues, Andrew, Kristen, Cameron, Nina, Rachel, Rachel, and Michelle. You're our entertainment MVPs. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow us on social media at The Skim.